Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we get into things with this week's episode, we want to ask you to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. Uh, with any luck, someday we'll ask you to follow us on a different social networking app. But right now, that's that's the only one we use. Um, you have a really good NPR quality going on today. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, I, I'm putting my microphone in a slightly different spot, and I'm also hunching over. So I will probably okay. um, be in a different spot later, and I will sound different. Is, is Wait, is this good? You said you appreciate yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's, oh. it's more of like you're very soothing. Like, oh, hello. Oh. Welcome to the MCU Rewind. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, good to know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will try to keep this going and we'll see how long it lasts. Okay. Oh. Uh, you know what else uh, we should keep going? Getting people to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Uh, I, I feel like like we're a little low on that. We have a bit of a quota that we're trying to meet. Um because we are trying to sell more ads and those help us sell those ads. Uh, totally like, like all the other great ads that you're, you're always hearing us uh, spout about halfway through the episode. So you should give us a rating an Apple podcast or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Uh, and in the meantime, if you want to contact us in any way, like we said, mentioned, you can find us on Twitter. We're at MCU underscore rewind, or you can send us an email at MCU rewind at gmail.com. No underscore in that email. All right. All that stuff out of the way. Today we are continuing our rewind of season five of Agents of Shield with episode fifteen titled "Rise and Shine," which originally premiered on March thirtieth of twenty eighteen. And as usual, here is our rundown of the episode. Twenty-eight years ago, a young Hale made her way through Hydra Academy. As her school days come to an end, she was assigned by Daniel Whitehall to infiltrate the U.S. Air Force and be impregnated via in vitro fertilization with uh, Hydra's next uh, leader. Two years ago, Hydra is with that leader, her daughter Ruby, who is going through the same academy. Hydra falls during that time, leaving Ruby and Hale as the last two members. In the present, Hale fails to convince uh, a recently awakened Talbot to release uh, Hydra Contraband. She also uh, informs Coulson that an alien alliance known as the Confederacy has made contact with Hydra and offered to assist Earth during an impending invasion. But she intends to betray the alliance by using Whitehall's super soldier pod and the Gravitonium to create a destroyer of worlds. <gasps> or possibly just one world. We haven't decided that. Though she intends to, for it to be Ruby, she suggests that Daisy might be a better fit. Upon hearing this, Coulson denies her offer and reveals his trip to the future, but she doesn't believe him. Back at the lighthouse, May and Daisy struggle to, to deduce Hale's motivation and locate Coulson. Daisy, who has been left in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., refuses to trust Fitz and goes in search of Robin. Simmons tells Fitz about their grandson Deke, suggesting they will survive despite the terrible odds. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Alright. 
Start us off with our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude! You got super speed! I do? You didn't see that coming? What you got, Al? Uh, well, so I have a couple, actually. I have three. Uh, for oh, once, wow. which, which, yeah, I don't, I can't remember the last time I had this many. Um, okay, so the first one, when Talbot opens a box of Captain Crunch, he says, I still outrank you, uh, which alludes to the fact that he, Talbot, is a general. Mm-hmm. So he does outrank the captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is um, that uh, Hale says that Daisy Johnson should be the one to get the superpowers from the experiments for the program called Destroyer of Worlds, which is what, if you remember correctly, the future people call uh, Daisy that. They call her the Destroyer of Worlds. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I said I had a third, but um, I wrote that one before I had seen the whole episode, and um, uh, that one actually isn't true. So I'm, I, I only have two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wrong. I was very wrong on that. <laughs> All right. I, should we count Easter eggs to itself? Self-referential Easter eggs? Are those still Easter eggs? I think so. I think, um, uh, you know, especially if it's something that you haven't seen in, in a while. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, also because it makes things way, way easier for me uh, trying to find fast facts. That's fair. There were like a lot of fast facts to the other. Well, we'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> The title, which is called Rise and Shine, because it's time for uh, Talbot to rise and shine uh, to the world. Also, we get multiple scenes of uh, Ruby rising and shining and getting breakfast and ignoring people rudely. Hmm. Um, Finally, this one might be a stretch, but it's time for Hydra to rise up and shine as the heroes of Earth that they always never were. (laughs) Yeah, okay, all right, I'll... I'll, I'll take that one. Um, maybe not the, the second half of that, but the first half, I think, makes sense. They've, Hydra has been in hiding, so it's time mm-hmm. for them to rise and shine in a different light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's only four of them, so I don't know how much shining they're going to do. Except for one, Creel, if you count him as Hydra, can literally turn into shiny things. So I guess that helps. Yeah, that does help. Yeah, I forget that all the goons that they have are robots. So yeah. you're right. It is really just the four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, we get a lot of references during the past. Uh, we get a message of the Super Soldier program in World War II. They mentioned the Tesseract. There is young Sitwell, who, from earlier in S.H.I.E.L.D., but he's also in um, Avengers and the Winter Soldier and Endgame. Uh, we see uh, Wolfgang, or um, we see Baron Von Strucker, uh, who in the comics is actually called Wolfgang Von Strucker. So I actually don't know what they call him in the Ultron. Um, but yeah, so we get a few of those. Which you, Those are the ones I expected you to bring up since they were in the <laughs> movies. <laughs> that probably would have been a lot easier to, to bring up. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> and then I have a last fast fact that I can't reveal because they don't say the ghost, or not the ghost, the shadow confederacy guy's name ever. <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, someday you will. You just keep okay. copy-pasting that to next week's notes. I will. All <laughs> right, moving on to our heroes. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I so, never said I mean, you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, 
fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know. It kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not, like, a groupie stalker type. But... So, I have, like, Coulson, and then I have everyone else. <laughs> so, what do you want? Do you want to talk about Coulson first? I, I think, yeah, start, starting with Coulson's probably the best, because he's, he's with the main storyline, and then mm -hmm. everyone else just kind of has their own little bits going on. <laughs> I was confused by the time frame. Like, the, it goes, was it it's 28 years ago, then like two years ago, then like two months ago, and then 24 hours ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what the months were. I think um, it was two months ago, but I'm not 100% okay. sure on that. Okay. All right. But the reason I got confused is because we have the opening scene where Coulson <laughs> fi figures out pretty quickly that it's Hydra, right? <laughs> yeah. And then later we get a scene that says 24 hours ago, but it takes place after that first scene. So when it is did, the present? I thought, I thought that was, I thought that was that essentially that same scene. Well, yeah, but it doesn't, they didn't give a time frame because it was a cold open where he's like seeing his bed and stuff like that. And oh then, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then yeah, the next I... morning happens, <laughs> but it was twenty four hours ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean they they just started on that. Like if if you start today, twenty four hours ago was. I mean, the, the, like I feel like current time frame is when they're no when they're no longer saying, <laughs> a, a back in time time. <laughs> so so because it opened and there was mm -hmm. a scene, and then we get the twenty four hours before. And then it goes back to, like, doesn't, okay, doesn't that opening scene get, like, added to later on? Or am I misremembering that? I think you're misremembering it because it goes, mm -hmm. like, the opening scene, he sees his bedroom, right? Uh-huh. Then yes. it says 24 hours ago. Because the, the reason I say that's current time, because they never set a time frame on that. Oh, okay. Then it goes 24 hours ago is him waking up in that bed, going to get breakfast, and seeing Ruby. Mm -hmm. And okay. then and then he loses his cot. So it's like I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> it's mostly right. an editing problem. <laughs> like I don't know when this scene happened. Is it happening <laughs> now? Did it happen 26 hours ago? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. You're right. Um yes. Um but at least we're we're getting a little hint at a TV show saying, okay, this stuff happened X amount of time ago. So now mm -hmm. now we know. Now we can plan around that, right? It's it's not like, well, did, is each episode a day later or are they a week later? Uh, at least we get something. But yes, yeah. you're right. Uh, if, if you want to really dissect it, we don't know the answer of when things take place. Well, that's not fair. It happened 26 hours ago. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need concrete facts, Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same, but we don't get them because this yeah. is any form of media. Mm -hmm. yeah. I I do like that with Coulson. Um, you know, we we've seen uh, we've seen that that play that Ruby uh, does. You know, every time, mm -hmm. right? Like the person wakes up in their room, then they go and they like end up at that snack that the the food room. Mess, yeah. not not mess hall, but whatever. The continental it is. breakfast. Yes, the continental breakfast, exactly. Um, and then it, it it just doesn't work on Coulson. He knows exactly what's mm -hmm. going on. He just says, "Hey, I'm 
cool. I know what's what's going on. I'm going to eat this in my room. Mm-hmm. Bye. Like, <laughs> so, um, which I guess is good. Like, it, it kind of just saves everyone time, right? Yeah. So, I want to play a game with you, Al. Uh-oh. We know that of the varieties of cereals that they had there, Colson mm-hmm. liked Oops All Berries, which, mm-hmm. frankly, that's surprising to me. I, th- I feel like the guy likes more variety. What do you think are the, of the rest of the Shieldies, what are their favorite cereals? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, first, I have to remember a bunch of cereals. Um, okay. So we're, we're going to start with May, because I feel like whatever the healthiest type of option is, it's going to, she's going to go with that one. Um, and I mean, <laughs> My default is thinking it's something like total, but even that mm-hmm. one isn't healthy enough because it has like a lot of sugar. Yeah, um, I feel like the healthiest overall is like it's like one of those newfangled like like protein thing. I, I don't know. I've tried these before and I absolutely hated them. Oh yeah, um, so mm-hmm. I this is I actually disagree. I think with May, she mm-hmm. she does that, but we know like there's a softness in May that she hides. So she will get that, but she will chop up a bunch of fruit in it and stuff like that to give her also the carb boost if she's going to be fighting later. I think the healthy person would be Simmons because she Mm. knows all the science behind what exactly your body needs. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I also, we also have to remember what their favorite is, right? Mm Because that was your question, what's their favorite, not what would they eat. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think... I think you're you're on the nose there. Um, yeah, I think someone's... Fist is for sure a Fruit Loops man. Okay, I someone has got to be a Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and I was I was leaning toward Fitz on that really? one with Cinnamon. Maybe Daisy. Yeah, I when you said Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I was definitely thinking Daisy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, all right. She doesn't seem at. Maybe I'm wrong, but she doesn't seem like a person who likes fruity flavors, and I don't know why I feel that about Daisy Johnson. <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe, maybe you... because she has quick powers, so I think more earthy. So I mean, mm-hmm. I think of like <laughs> vanillas and um, cinnamons and stuff, which cinnamon okay. is like the, one of the few spices we get from a tree, if I remember that fact correctly. Okay, um, I did not know that at all. Um, I'm thinking back to when uh, the the shieldies have have drank right because mm-hmm. uh, we've seen we've seen fitz and mac they drink beers yes and i think daisy is more like a, a whiskey girl mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that Again, um, so, yeah exactly so I, I i feel like you know the the cinnamon I, I don't i don't know why in my mind i'm just relating the two like if you drink that you would probably eat this uh but sure why not I, to to be we fair don't know my fra- my favorite Hard alcohol is whiskey, and my favorite cereal is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So, okay. if that's anything, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, and me, my favorite um, drinks are uh, fruity drinks, um, and my favorite cereal, um, yeah, the the sugary kinds, mm-hmm. really. So, yeah, the fruity sugary kinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. need any of those? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about? Uh, we got Mac and Yo Yo. <laughs> Ooh, ah, oh, that's a tough one. Oh, um, uh, what's the what's the one with the the Tony the Tiger? What's oh, uh, Frosted Flakes. Yeah, Frosted Flakes. Someone's a Frosted Flakes person. I'm thinking Mac. I think he likes that they're kind of bland, but they got some sugar on them, 
and mm-hmm. and they just they're just yeah. I I could see that. My thought for Mac would be like he doesn't care what cereal it is, but he's buying and eating whatever cereal is offering the X amount of tops for the car model. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't. He's know a pragmatic cereal buyer. <laughs> he he would be yes. <laughs> um. Hmm. And yo yo, what would yo yo have? Uh, uh, the reason I think yo yo, and this might just be because she's a speedster, but I feel Lucky Charms, <laughs> something with marshmallows. <laughs> you know the marshmallows make sense. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. I feel like we did well on that. Cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had more trouble just remembering cereals. Uh, it's been a while since I bought cereal. So, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Hale reveals to Coulson the my personal least favorite type of space transportation. Hold on the handle and then disappear and reappear somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't I don't know. It's it's just teleportation, right? Like it's It is. Mm-hmm. But Okay, you set the time, right? Or not the mm-hmm. time, the altitude, longitude, latitude. Mm-hmm. And then you disappear, but the thing that transport you just stays there. Mm-hmm. So if you make a mistake in care calculations, well, first of all, if you make a mistake and you end up in space, terrible, terrible. But if you make a mistake in the calculations and end up in the wrong place, you're just screwed forever. Presumably. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which, which, which can happen. Um, yeah. I, so Hale said, I think, yeah, she said in this episode that this is, this device is used for like transporting through space. Like this is their engine mm-hmm. or something. Or maybe engine yeah. isn't the right word, but it's it's that. So I guess it's it's meant for being on a ship, and then it transports the ship, well, you with the ship also. So it's just bad if you're trying to use it for in teleporting people, I guess. Like yeah. it, it, in this scenario, my, it is bad. <laughs> my problem with the design is that okay, you attach us to a ship. And the ship teleports, right? But mm-hmm. the the thing stays there, at least the mm-hmm. way it's working. It doesn't go with the ship or wherever it's just transporting. Maybe this one's modified. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like this stems more from did they slash Shield's budget or did they use all their budget in season in the first half of the season? <laughs> they. A lot of I don't space know. They stuff. didn't have a lot. Yeah, a lot of space stuff, but that's just like green effects. screen copy paste. I don't know about the special effects. I'm honestly not sure about that. <laughs> I special effects are pretty expensive. Okay, all right. No, I'm I'm just saying I don't know how many special effects they had. That's why. Okay. I was thinking next week there's another thing that if I remember to bring up that mm-hmm. made me think that the effects budget has either been used up or slashed. But we'll talk about that next week. I mean, yeah, it probably was. Yeah. I mean, every, every season it seemed like they got less money or or not. I mean, we, we talk about that, but I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, they right. did also get more characters, I think. So yeah. that changes things. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so they go to space and uh, Kale introduces them to the Confederacy or that representative as Humanity Shield, 
one of Earth's mightiest heroes, only putting points on the fact that any of the Avengers, <laughs> any of them, as much as Shields all, or Coulson's awesome, Tony Stark would have been way more effective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, and again, this is one of the the annoying parts about you know the the mm-hmm. movies and the TV shows essentially ignoring each other at this time, yeah. right? Like we say this every single time just one avenger really um mm-hmm. i'm sure if she tried she might have been able to find find a uh one of the avengers that's running away you know maybe cap yeah. right i don't i yeah, yeah. i don't know mm. i know i it's i feel like thing. of of the options tony mm-hmm. is the best um chance because she is a general in the air force <laughs> she has a she possibly even knows Rhodey, who was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. But um, also, yeah, he doesn't like Hydra, but he's not—he's not Captain America or Black Widow, Shield, a Shield agent, or guy who fought him in World War II. I think he'll—he'd ha- have much open mind, and he's much more pragmatic. But that's stuff we know, not stuff they would know in the universe. Yeah, that's true. That is one of those things that's—that's that's a little hard for for the characters. Um... Yeah, it would be easy for her to get a hold of him, of, of Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean, um, compared to the other ones. Yeah, the ones running from the law. Yeah, um, I mean, she, to be fair, all of the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are also running from the law, and she had a lot of trouble finding them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, probably that, that would have worked. She, she, I don't know if she would have, should have, if she would have told Tony Stark that she is Hydra. Um, she probably could have kept that one secret. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. hey, we part of the secret, part of the Air Force. Uh, aliens are invading. Hey, most paranoid man in the world about aliens. Help mm-hmm. us with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I feel like at this point in time, like given what we saw of what Tony Stark's role was in Captain America's Civil War, mm-hmm. you know, he was working with the government and doing stuff. And so I imagine... At that point in time, he's it's, maybe it's not public knowledge, but it's at least knowledge to people with security clearances and need that information within the government. They would know that part of the reason Ultron was created uh, or escaped, essentially, was because he was trying to, you know, build a suit of armor around the world. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, you know, that was that was his whole phrase. So I feel like if Hale knew that maybe he would have been the person she went with. But I guess at the same time, she's also, I mean, she is looking for a person to take over the, uh, the destroyer of worlds powers. Right. Yeah. And Tony Stark already has powers. The only reason Hale went to Coulson was because she's thinking, Hey, what about Daisy? Who also has powers. He actually has more powers than Tony because they're (laughs) innate. That's true. And Tony wouldn't get, any benefit i guess right well actually i don't remember what what you get from this this experiment you get i'm guessing infused with whatever because they they talk about in the flashback scenes you get infused Mm -hmm. with whatever you put into it like my presumption is uh erskine harvested these vita rays which gave to uh caps like super strength and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but they're going to infuse her with gravitonium. So even Quake would be super powerful, but Ruby would have gravity powers. Mm. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. This is just one of those parts where, like, what you said makes sense. It's just this is mm-hmm. one of those parts where, like, I feel like they kind of, like, they're playing a little fast and loose with it in that they're they're kind of assuming that we all just know, like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And, and then and then yeah. we'll see it happen. Like, oh, this is what you've been saying this entire time. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now I get it. But, it, yeah, like, they, they haven't explained it very well. That's true. But, like, comic book media vagaries help because you just retcon anything into it. That's true. And that helps yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So they meet the aliens. Uh, they were uh, Coulson's given a psychic vision of the warships coming. Uh, disappointed it was not just like the ships from Infinity War, but whatever, uh, because it's different <laughs> aliens. Um, right. I thought like because I forgot who the Confederacy was. Like I remember there were aliens involved, but the the cruiser like did because I remember them connecting sometime this season to Infinity War. But no, it wasn't the Infinity Warship. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a... Uh, yeah, I'm... I, I'm looking forward to getting that bit of uh, more detail about this mm-hmm. stuff, because I, I mean, they don't say much about the Confederacy, and like, I, I don't remember, so my assumption is that they're just Kree... Kind of trying, like, hey, we're we're here. Yeah, we we want another planet. Yeah, what we're always trying to expand our empire, uh, and this is an easy mm-hmm. way to do it, I guess. We'll make a deal now. That's fair. Um, yeah. So the this is really just linking up with that first half of the season when they were in the future. So I guess mm-hmm. I, I think we had that question earlier, like when did the Kree show up and why and all this stuff. And well, I guess they were kind of just they were already here. They're just already on their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about that when. Thanos hits like what are their reactions? <laughs> Get the hell out of here! <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. So yeah, Coulson says uh, that's a bad idea to give Daisy the powers because she will make a destroyer of worlds, which is what destroyed the future. And mm-hmm. Hale's reaction is like she thinks it's a misogyny that this big strong man is, ma- is protecting her from making mistakes, which is like probably something she's run into. Hundreds of times in her career, both in Hydra and in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and like, her default is to just ignore it and move on, which mm-hmm. is usually the right answer. It just, in this scenario, it's not. Or, or drag him away and move on. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, yes, that, yeah. If you want to be more specific, yes. Yep. Um, anything else for Coulson? No, that's it. I mean, he didn't have a, a, a ton. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. Um, I have Daisy next. Uh, finally, we know why she destroyed... Her name is Destroyer of Worlds Multiple, because it's the name of a Hydra project. <laughs> why everyone else knows that, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Why, why? You mean why everyone else in the, in the, future, in the future knows it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess we'll... Uh, Maybe we'll find out. Maybe all will be revealed. Yeah, my theory is because Coulson and presumably the rest of the team eventually knows it, they will just spread it around because there's no reason to keep it secret after the world ends. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume that there was a little bit of setup of like, okay, when, when we first went to the future, we knew this, and I guess that's 
part of our job now to make sure that our future selves or our past selves in the future know this set of information. Mm -hmm. So maybe they, yeah, that could be part of it. They know to spread it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I was going to get into the rabbit hole of time travel cause and effect, but I'm not going to. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, Daisy realized the same thing I realized a couple weeks ago. Hail is Hydra. Hail Hydra. Ah. Uh. Yeah. She asked a question that I asked myself all, too much uh, in the last couple of years. Why are we still fighting Nazis? <laughs> I was going to make the same comment. Yes. <laughs> still. And this was yep. back in 2018, and they still haven't gone away. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was kind of waiting for that line, because I knew I knew someone made a line like that. And I thought it was Coulson. Um, but uh, it always reminds me of back in season one of Agent Carter. Uh, and like, I think the second episode, maybe it was still the first episode, but like somewhere within the first two or three episodes, uh, there was a... Uh, it was just a scene. There was like some background noise of like a, a radio show in a car. And it was mm-hmm. like, it was like the, the Captain America rescuing yeah. the damsel in distress kind of thing, that scenario. And I forget who, who said it, but uh, I think it was supposed to be that Captain America character who said um, uh, Nazis again. And, <laughs> and it's just, they just, they just keep showing up. I, I mean, to be fair, they are the easy villain, right? They just show yeah. up and you're like, okay, cool. It's like zombies, right? It's just, it's the easy villain. Like you immediately know, okay, these are the bad guys, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But it, it just reminded me of, of that. And I'm I'm sure we're, we have at least one more time that this kind of line is going to show up. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what do we want to move on to? Um, Let's see. Um. Let's talk about Fitz. Yeah. So Fitz is, he's in, in uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. prison. Jail, the brig, is that what the brig is? Is it the jail? Uh, well, the brig is the jail on the ship. So I guess he's, he's right. locked up. I think it's okay, safe yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Um, They're treating him like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So the one thing, I mean, the only thing I really have for him is that he he says he does not regret giving Daisy her powers back because this was as bad as it is. If he didn't do it, uh, the people on the surface uh, would already would would be seeing all of that stuff by now. They would be affected by it. Yeah, uh, they would have lost the lighthouse by then. I'm sure, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they would have had to evacuate, and then it would still be going. Um, but I guess that also means that Fitz doesn't regret the torture. So there's that part. But okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Fitz, if he were in the right mind, would say it better. Just like, I regret mm-hmm. you had to go through that, but it needed to be done type of thing. Mm-hmm. Not that. Yeah. No, I don't regret it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, he calls out Daisy about how many, like, all the times she's turned on S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like, I can think of only three times she turned on S.H.I.E.L.D., which is, like, three times too many. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, um, like, she was still working for the Rising Tide after being brought in by Coulson, back in season one. Mm-hmm. She almost uh, joined the Inhumans in Afterlife. 
Mm-hmm. And then she turned on them. This is like three and four, but they're kind of the same thing. When she was controlled by Hive, and then when she lost Hive and lost the addiction. Or it was like crashing after the high of Hive. Yeah, and and of all of those that you mentioned, only in one of those did they did she Oh no, never mind, two of them. In two of those, she specifically screwed over shield mm-hmm. right like yeah. she she went it, it wasn't just turning her back on the team it was turning her back on the team and then attacking essentially mm-hmm. right um now to be fair she wasn't in the right mind in in those situations right like yeah. no one would really blame her for for that um which mm-hmm. is the exact same thing as as fits in this situation um yeah, but, the, the it, difference is Daisy asked for forgiveness afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Also, they don't know that uh, uh, Evil Fits, the doctor, will sh- might show up again, right? Because they, they don't yeah, know what started true. it. Mm-hmm. You can kind of guess, but like it could happen any day. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so uh, later, Simmons visits Fitz in jail, mm-hmm. and uh, she knows very confidently that they will get through this because uh, their grandson is there, and he reveals to Fitz that Deke is a grandson. I love his reaction. <laughs> He's just the worst. He is just the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we know they're going to make it through. Somehow, mm-hmm. some way. That's or at least that's true. S- Simmons, Yo-Yo, and Fitz are really sure of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Assuming that they really are stuck in a time loop. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Anything else for heroes? I don't have any other notes for everybody. Simmons um, or not Simmons? Uh, Yo-Yo was asleep. Got her new arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for her. Um, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't have anything else for for anyone. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, then let's go ahead, take a quick break, um, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll jump back uh, into things. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. Excuse me, miss. You know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. So, Tony, since you've already guessed the theme of the ads, I wanted to make another theme. But I forgot. Okay. I still wrote the, t- okay. the ads. I just don't have a theme for them anymore. So I was for the like, rest of, I was like, I won. I can't. You don't make a different theme. I'm good until Endgame or Endgame. Nope, Infinity War. <laughs> um. So what I wanted to do was, uh, create a new theme. But I wanted them. I wanted the the new ads to still, or I wanted the the ads for the new theme. To work with the old ones, so basically you've had this, you know, still had twelve episodes worth of of uh, hints, but uh, that was too hard, and I just okay. didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't ever got around to it. So, anyway, no theme, just just ads. Hey Tony, uh, let's say that today, right now, you have one or more children. How much money each year would you spend on their private education? On their private education? Yes. Um, zero dollars. Homeschool all e- the way. <laughs> exactly. 
as much money as you can, which is where our friends at Six Headed Dragon Schools comes in. Six Headed Dragon Schools is a private boarding school that will teach your child all the standard things a normal school covers, like chemistry, algebra, hand-to-hand combat, and one year of a foreign language, just enough for them to forget it all over the summer break. And since it's a very well-funded boarding school, your child uh, will live in an underground bunker, so the real world won't get in their way. Finally, your child will even be placed into a career after graduation, something like the government, the military, or, for a few special cases, a 7-Eleven, but one of the good ones, like at an airport. Use promo code MCURewind to get a free tour of the schools. If you can't afford a good school, use Six-Headed Dragon Schools. I like their catchphrase. It's really, mm-hmm. yeah, it really sells them well. Yeah, it, it works. Um, so Tony, you, you and I have been uh, recording the, these these podcast episodes for a couple of weeks now with the video camera on, like for for mm-hmm. like what five and a half years it was audio only. Now we're we're able to actually see each other. Yep. Um, and it wasn't until a while ago or a couple weeks ago that I realized every time I read the ads, I, I do hand motions and things. And I don't know if you noticed, but I, I was getting like a little subconscious recently. <laughs> but but I've been doing that for years. <laughs> <laughs> I make hand motions. Like if I get into something, yeah, I will make hand motions and realize, hey, Al can't see me. But now he can. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, it's it's actually harder because I see you out of, off of my peripheral motion because I'm looking directly at my notes. But you are on a different monitor, so I, oh, well. yeah, I have to look somewhere else to see. I'm sure this is fascinating to our listeners, but let's move on to our villains. I guess. I ask you to what end? Dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. The hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Al, what kind of episodes would you like to see in the inevitable Hydra Academy CW style teen drama? It definitely would be a CW style teen drama. Um, I mean, you have to have all of the standards, right? I mean, you have to have the pilot where Mm -hmm. we meet our uh, plucky main character. And their friends, Jasper. You have exactly. Yep, Sitwell would be definitely one of the the. the hmm, I don't know if Sitwell would be one of the main character friend people or one of the recurring characters. No, mm-hmm. no, he'd yeah. be he'd be the. God, I don't watch teen dramas, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just thinking of Wednesday. That, that's that's what came to my mind first. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Wednesday, <laughs> we're going to talk about Wednesday. Uh, he's the kid who is obsessed with bees. He's there. Ooh, he bonds yeah. with the main character. Uh, he's the he's the one true friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But also, it's Hydra, so he will eventually like betray the main character. Well, yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, I mean, it's, that's all of them. They're all Hydra. Uh, <laughs> and then let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll have a, a bunch of other stories too. Uh, you got to have where the the main character has to prove herself uh, to the others by showing that she is uh, just as tough as them um, by winning some sort of fighting tournament, uh, maybe some other tournament. I don't 
That's what I'm trying to think. Uh, but yeah, something like that to that effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, getting a uh, illicit romance with a shield agent, but yeah, Ooh. it's a doom from the start. So she eventually she kills him. Oh well, yeah, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, you got to have the scene where, um, where her dog runs away, and she mm-hmm. says that she shot it. Unlike you know everyone else passing their test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then and then in the later season, the dog comes back. So there's there's that whole whole uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. But it will be in the lighter episode, and so they put like a mustache and a hat on the dog, so no one will recognize it. I mean, yeah, you know, they're they're essentially a, a spy organization, or yeah, not exactly yeah. a spy organization, but you know what I mean, right? There's, there's some of that involved, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, the, the baseball cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I'm presuming this is a 24 episode series, like Shield and like most mm-hmm. CW shows, at least when I still watch CW. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it's still the way. Um, so, like, a good percentage of them will be comedy shows for filler. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Hale was at this academy back in 1990 uh, with <laughs> yep. with Sitwell and everybody. Um, and we get the return of uh, Daniel Whitehall, who uh, is like talking about, I guess, like we talked about this earlier, a little bit in the uh, Fast Facts. He's make, made his own chamber for super soldiering people. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I guess I couldn't. I honestly could not tell if he made a chamber or if he was just talking about the original chamber. Like this is what made Captain America. Look at these images. Cool. Mm. Now I'm going to talk about my thing. Something else. Yeah, it's crazy how in all the attempts at super soldier serums we've seen, this mm-hmm. is the first time I've seen someone bring out a chamber like that again. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Like, I'm trying to think about it, because, so we've got, I mean, the original chamber, I guess there's this one, um, in Falcon of the Winter Soldier, it was just a shot, right? Mm-hmm. That was yep. it? And then uh, the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk movie, uh, where it's a shot, like, in the back, because they give uh, Blonsky a super soldier serum before uh, he gets the Hulk blood, too. Yeah, that's right. Um so I don't think anyone else was trying to make a super soldier serum, but we've seen other stuff like this in like uh, some of the, the Netflix shows, right? Like we just saw um, in Jessica um, Jones. I forgot her IGH. name. Friend. Yeah. What was the uh, friend's uh, Patsy? Pa- yeah. Patsy. Patsy Walker. That's Trish. Right. Trish. Trish. Yeah. Trish Walker. Eh, same thing. All right. Um, <laughs> I knew that wasn't her name. I just could not remember. Um, yeah. Cause she, at the end of the season, season two, she like goes through whatever process to try and maybe get some powers. And that had a ton of shots, right? It, it wasn't mm-hmm. a chamber. Although um, Luke Cage, he went into a chamber. He um, did. It was, yeah, yeah, there was a bunch of water and stuff. He did it twice. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. With uh, Was it like uh, some type of crustacean or shellfish? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Something to... That's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, so this is young Hale, but also young Baron von Strecker in there, listening to Whitehall, right? Mm-hmm. So this is actually a connection I never realized before until like right now. So this might not make sense. 
But Hale talks about using the Tesseract to infuse somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And go to space. This is essentially what they do in their experiments to Wanda and Quicksilver. They expose her to Loki Scepter. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, like, it's not exactly the same, but it could be an offshoot of this type of thing, because it was during Hydra, it was Von Strucker's Mm -hmm. experiments. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I feel like this uh, direct line from this scene to WandaVision, whether the writers uh, planned it or not, there's definitely a connection there. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we we knew, I mean... This scene was probably inspired by that film, right? Age of Ultron, because that yes, happened yeah. a couple of years before. So uh, they probably saw that and thought, oh, hey, that that would be a good thing to just say that it was. Maybe people will think, hey, it was Hale's idea that just <laughs> ended up there because yeah. um, it very well might have been like that's possible. Um, I like it. It's, it's much uh-huh. more subtle than the connections we usually get here. So it's like mm-hmm. so much so that I'm not even sure if they meant to do it that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so she, uh, beats up Von Strucker. Um, (laughs) the the problem with evil schools is Mm -hmm. either there's no discipline or way too much discipline. They don't get that happy medium. Yeah, that's the only problem I can ever think of for, for those schools. You're right. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) But no, you're, you're right. Like there's, cause there, there's always like that. I feel like there's that level of. It just depends on who's in charge at that time, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, especially Hydra's thing has always been, you know, get rid of the weak. And so I feel like it's easy for them to just, for, for the teachers or the adults to kind of turn a blind eye and like, yeah, no, just figure things out on your own. You're, get, get rid of the weak. And then if you are the weak one, you need to get better. Otherwise, you're out. Yeah. 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 So she gets in a fight with Strucker. Um, sit well basically says that you screwed up because Strucker is the next head of Hydra. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that they keep choosing these guys so early because <laughs> they struck her here in high school and then uh, her unborn, not even unborn, unconceived child is the one after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Nazis. So remember, there's a yes. lot of race science that oh, yeah. we all know doesn't work. Stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of that. So they just like, yeah, obviously this works, okay. even though. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even know it doesn't. I want to be that. clear. <laughs> no, I didn't think about that. It's like usually when I think eugenics, it's either literal Nazis or um, Khan in Star Trek. Those where my mind oh. goes. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, you're right. These are Nazis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, they they uh, offer her a place because she's the only person with lady parts. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, so the, the quote was... Um, uh, I don't have the quote. See. Sorry, so I didn't write the exact quote, but but uh, he said that to, to Hale that she is one of the few women to make it to graduation. Yes. So. <laughs> Which makes me think of how many... Okay, so... Hydra recurring villain in S.H.I.E.L.D. How mm-hmm. many female Hydra agents have we seen? Like, we saw Agent 33 get recruited into Hydra, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 33 or 13? I don't Either remember one. now. Uh, yeah, 13? Yeah. You're, you're War, talking about War, in, at the... World's Girlfriend. Okay, yeah, World's Girlfriend. Uh, 
I want to say 13, but yeah, I can't remember. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm just kind of flipping a coin at that point. Yeah. So it's, uh, uh, it's her, but she was recruited after she was a shield agent. Mm-hmm. We have Ada, but she wasn't real. Yeah. She just kind of chose that persona really. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Like as far as named uh, Hydra people, that's basically it. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, Pretty misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Not a good oh, yeah. look for you Nazis. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex- I mean, it, taking a step back to what we said, right? This is one of those where they, their driving force behind pretty much everything is, um, you know, get rid of the weak. Mm-hmm. And in their mind, weak means, you know, not able to fight uh, kind of thing. And yeah, how they choose to measure that is you know that you know strength right muscle that kind of thing that's essentially how they they measure it and so as a result yeah if that's how you're choosing to measure it then in general yeah there's going to be less women because they're yeah it it it, it's harder for them i I feel like i need a better way to say that i still feel like i i'm i sound like a bad person for saying that but that's their mindset that's what i'm, yes. I'm explaining with their mindset <laughs> yes uh you you're, you sound like a bad person because you're expressing bad people's mindset <laughs> yes yeah yeah it's not what i think i want to be clear <laughs> all right i my hand was over the canceled button but uh, i'll take it off <laughs> so okay all right good <laughs> for now for now i still got the button over here um we flash forward to two years ago to circa 2016 mm-hmm. um we see the future head of Hydra, Ruby, at Hydra Academy, doing the same stuff. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, so Hale gets, or anything about Ruby in the section? Um, a little, actually. You know, yeah. when, I, I don't know if anything changes, or I'm trying to figure out what changes, but in this flashback from the two years ago, um, Ruby and General Hale, like, they actually have a good relationship with each other, like, mm-hmm. as mother-daughter. Um when we see present day, they do not. And I don't know if this is a difference of like, I actually have no idea how old Ruby is supposed to be. 18, 16, whatever. So if she's 18, that she would be 16 previously, yeah. which I feel like that would be at the height of being a horrible teenager. Um, but True. I guess also I, 18. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I feel like it's so 2016, two years ago, uh, Ruby's part of Hydra, but there's a lot of people ahead of her, right? Mm -hmm. Cut two years later, after the fall of Hydra, literally they're the only two left. Yeah, it's true. And her mom is the one putting her on missions, telling her what she can do. She's she's the only one doing this. So, yeah, she resents that. Where she could have resented teachers and the heads of Hydra earlier. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so she's, it's, they're just alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's very easy to be resentful to someone yeah. <laughs> when, when, uh, yeah, they're, you're, you're basically, oh yeah, that's right. She's also a prisoner now too, right? Like she's, she's just always locked up in a room. Like we, we saw in the, whatever the, the first episode of this half, mm-hmm. um, there was that scene where Hale left Ruby's room and then the robot like locked the door or whatever. Yeah. I think it's a situation where she never wanted to leave when there were, or maybe she did, but it's like, uh, when there were other Hydra students there, but now mm-hmm. that she's the last one left, like she's a 
person. Not even just teenage girls. She's a person. People want to leave and interact with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. Yep. Um, but Hale finds out this is the time when Malik is captured and all that stuff's happening. Um, and the fall. Last time there was a fall of Hydra. You know, there have been like six of them now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and we find out that the Hydra agents or that general at, um, at the Air Force, uh, made the worst mistake ever. Uh, he reached out with a Chitauri receiver and connected to the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess bad. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he thinks it was good, but. If anyone ever calls himself the Confederacy, you know not to trust them. Yep. This is <laughs> just American just history, walk away. Star Wars history, all that. <laughs> yeah. Also, just the name, just the way it rolls off the tongue. It you can say that word in any uh, to people who speak a different language, and they'll know whatever you're saying. It just sounds bad. Yep. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm trying to see like what what is worth talking about. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I'm I'm looking around at my notes. Um, I I really don't have too much. Um, I mean, you know, we we kind of talked a little bit about uh, Hale um, and how she's planning to protect Earth by arming Hydra slash Shield to fight aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess very Hydra <laughs> mindset is a show of using the story worlds as a show of strength. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I. I'm actually a little curious, right? Because so far, Earth has been invaded by aliens before, and we were Earth came out fine. Like I, I get it, like it, which is in the military, you plan yeah. for things like this, right? This specific scenario, and the Avengers not really being a team anymore, and aren't really like a a static force that you can count on, right? Like, hey, maybe maybe they're around, maybe they're not. Like, so it's that's tough. Um, Captain Marvel. Um, is just flat out unknown because yeah, if she knows Earth's yeah. in trouble, she'll show up, she'll help. But uh, yeah, only only Fury knows about her, and he's you know dead, right? Mm-hmm. To, to the world, no one knows. Like four people know he's alive. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, exactly what you said. Um, you know, a show of strength is definitely a a Hydra mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in this scene, we also get 24 hours. This is under 24 hours ago, which is, (laughs) this doesn't make sense what I wrote down. I wrote down that (laughs) she finds out that Daisy would be, might be the Destroyer of Worlds instead of her. Mm -hmm. And that explains her uh, obsession at the beginning of the season. But no, if this was 24 hours ago, that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. She doesn't realize, she doesn't. She never even knows for sure, right? She, um, Ruby doesn't know that uh, Daisy could become the destroyer of worlds. Like she, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm she's, curious. She's sorry. I was it, looking for a reason why she was obsessed with Daisy at the beginning. Oh, um, I mean, my, I guess my assumption this entire time has been that uh, this is one of those I want to challenge her to beat her because if i beat her then i'm the strongest okay right yeah this is yeah she's okay. just the next step it's like yeah she, she, like she, after yeah. that she would go after black widow or no 
or just not care Scarlet about them. Garland Witch. <laughs> Witch is the most powerful person on Earth at this time. Um, true. I don't know who knows that though, right? Everyone. That's the other thing. Saw her blow up the embassy or the outreach thing in Africa. Mm, well, she didn't blow it up, right? She, there was a bomb, and she just pushed the bomb up into the air. Like she didn't explode the bomb, right? It's still pretty big. I mean, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it was. It's not but, challenging Thanos big that we see uh, in Endgame. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's like, like yeah, maybe. Maybe that's part of Ruby's thought process. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, let me start with someone who has some powers, who I have some way to access. I have yeah. absolutely no way to access any of these other people. Um. Or, you know, it's possible maybe her obsession with fighting Daisy showed up after she and her mom had already been given those orders to hunt down the agents mm-hmm. of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's true. Like that, yeah, now that she's like, oh, hey, one of these people? Oh, okay, she's the famous one, Daisy. Uh, I want to fight her now. And then mm-hmm. it just, you know, we already said it. She doesn't have friends. She can't leave <laughs> unless she's yeah. going on a mission. So it's easy to become obsessed at that point. That's fair. Yeah, you're right. The last note I have for any of our villains is the Confederacy wants Gravitonian and Inhumans. So. Okay. They, How do they, they want... know about Gravitonian? They... Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, maybe they just know. Maybe they have a way to detect it, and they know it's okay. somewhere on Earth. That's possible. Yep. How do they know that they're Inhumans? I, f- I feel like that's another... I mean, I that's a Cree thing, though. If like they have any connection with the Cree, they might know about stuff. Well, stuff. no, the the reason I asked was because back in season three, I want to say, um, maybe it was season two. I forget who said it. Someone told Coulson that if the Cree found out that the Inhumans succeeded here on Earth, mm. the Cree would come back to pick them up. I, for, I, I feel completely like that's a, that was a Hive thing, because Hive had the most knowledge about it. No, it definitely wasn't Hive. It was... Oh, 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 I remember now. Um, it was a Cree. Do you remember uh, it was the second episode where Lady Sif showed up? And... Oh, yeah. Oh, there was she that lost other her memory. Guy. Yeah, she lost her memory. There was some other guy who she was helping. I, I think they thought that they were fighting because she she couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the guy that they were talking to, who I think he was a Cree, I, I think oh, yeah, he because he, he had them. like this mm-hmm. skin change, color changer thing. So he didn't look blue. Yeah. Until they yeah. Off. OK, mm-hmm. I vaguely remember that episode. So I trust you. I don't remember <laughs> okay. the details. Uh, same. I think everything that I just told you is everything I remember. Um, okay. But I feel like maybe that's kind of where, like, they already had this set up. Like, oh, yeah, somehow the Kree found out, and now they're coming here. They want those Inhumans. They want people with powers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on, Guy in the Chair? Yeah. Guy in the Chair. And I turn the corner, and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all up in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? <laughs> it's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Uh, Talbot's back. Woo! Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he's and- he's alive. He's yet another character to survive a bullet to the brain. Yep. I mean, he's actually at least there are consequences to this. He's having like emotional problems from his brain damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, like twenty minutes before we sat down to start recording, I uh, had an episode of The Simpsons on in the background uh, as I was eating, and the. Uh, uh, um, Mr. Burns was challenged to a duel by the rich Texan guy character. Um, and so the Texan guy was like, okay, we'll do pistols. We'll, we'll, we'll shoot. And then he, uh, and Mr. Burns says, oh no, at my age, getting shot could kill me. Um, or getting, getting shot in the head could kill me. So, so now that's what I'm thinking every time one of these characters get shot in the head. Like, I guess Talbot isn't that old. So he's, he's no, fine. Yeah. I mean, he has the brain injuries. Sure. But he's, he's not, as old as Mr. Burns. Yeah. I mean, it's quite dangerous when you're 152. How old is Burns? Good. He question. fought in World War One. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the, that's the joke. Um, yeah, exactly. That's the joke. Yeah. His uh, social security number, I think is two. Yep. Who yep. beat him? Uh, whoever invented it. I don't know. <laughs> John social. Yep. All right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's um, all I had for Talbot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of... I'm not a fan of derogatory slurs in general, but Talbot's derogatory slurs for Hydra are always fun. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Um, anything for 12% of the plan? Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% the credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 I know, hours. I know, I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon? He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Um, you know, we didn't really talk about this, even though we kind of brought it up. So what what do you think happens to the Hydra students at this academy that fail? I mean, they, um, they have parents. Their their parents are, I assume, their parents are part of Hydra and they send them here. I Is this like the elite school, like the, the upper echelon Hydra parents send their kids to the, the good one? And then I guess if the kids fail, they just don't get automatic placement somewhere. They just... Do they become the unnamed characters? Are they the red shirts? I think that, I mean, that's probably what they are, honestly. Okay. They still um, have some kind of training. So maybe they're not, maybe they're not the low level red shirts, but they're like, you get to lead a team. You, you, you can lead a squad. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, their mind gets wiped via hypnotism. Oh yeah, that's right. Or, or they get killed. <laughs> okay. It's always a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, then in that case, let's go ahead and rate the episode. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Tony, how are we rating this? Uh, How many scenes of Ruby getting breakfast? Are you giving this episode? <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with three and a half, three and a half yeah. scenes of her getting breakfast. Uh, one with Coulson, one with Talbot, 
uh, one with Creel, and then one uh, just by yourself. And okay, that was a half one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Less people. Um, it, it, you know, this one was good. We we got, I mean, we we got Hale's background. We got uh, the motivation for what she's doing. Right. We, we, there were a bunch of questions. We got. We just got like eighty percent of them answered, which was nice. Right. We we still have some questions about the aliens, but for the most part, we even kind of know their motivations and all that stuff. So this was this was a nice. Here's everything that's happening. Uh, we got some really good interactions with Coulson. Not a lot of action this episode, so that part felt a little little dull. Um, but overall, I I really enjoyed the episode. How about you? I will give it less than you, probably two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I much. I mean, I enjoyed the Easter eggs, but I don't think a whole flashback episode of Hale was necessary. I feel like this could have been exposited and then we get a little bit more information when we go to space um i don't think this was worth taking a whole episode where we don't see most of our shieldies for a big chunk of it mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah that's true wasn't, all right. wasn't cool. the worst but i didn't like it that much <laughs> all right that's fair but uh, now that that's out of the way, all right, everyone, we are wrapping up this week's episode. Join us next week. We will continue our rewinds. We will be talking about Season 5, Episode 16 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the episode titled Inside Voices. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. Um, and also, you can give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day. 